Good morning, and welcome to All Readers Anonymous, a vision for your big, bu- big book study. My name is Kathy Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, May 28, 2015, and today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 85, the second full paragraph that begins, Much Has Already Been Said. Today's readers are Rosalind C., reading the 12 Steps, Santa H., reading the 12 Traditions, and reading the text are Angela D., Deborah R., and Sarah W. Our newcomer greeter is Penny C. The reference number for yesterday's meeting, Wednesday, May 27, 2015, is 76. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA who still suffer, to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for Your Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Rosalind C. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. This is Rosalyn C. from Ohio, Grateful Recovered, Compulsive Overeater. The 12 Steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, 
We try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Rosalind C. And Santa H., I will now ask you to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, visionaries. This is Santa H., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from New Jersey. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise as problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group wants to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional. Our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, or public, other public me- media of communication. And 12, anonymity is, a, is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. And thank you for allowing me to do service today, and I pass. Thank you, Santa H. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we begin 
our study of the big book on page 85, the second full paragraph, which begins, much has already been said. Um, let's see. I will now ask Angela D. to begin reading for us. Good morning. Good morning. I'm a very recovered compulsive overeater, Angela D. from Upper Westchester, New York. Glad to be here. Thank you for your service, Kathy. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. If we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we have become God conscious. We have begun to develop this vital sixth sense, but we must go further, and that means more action. Oh, good morning, everybody. So glad to be on the line. Yes, follow directions. These directions, this work that has to be done every single day with God. He's in every step in my life, from beginning to end. Uh, following directions means working out my program with fear and trembling. I have to work out every single day. I have to look at my charts of resentment and fear. I have to look at myself, because that's where the problem starts. I had to learn to, to accept that the problem was me and that God's going to walk me through these steps. And when I walk through the steps with God, now there's days that, there's days that I'm going to goof and I have to go back before I take that first bite. And I have to stop and, be, and, I have to stop and listen. I have to stop and pray, okay, which makes me... When I start praying, it gets me into his spirit. It gets me into his conscience. All right? And that sixth sense is his voice. I had to learn how to do this so I don't go back to the food. I have an empty vacuum in me. And that empty vacuum has to be filled with God and his work, his program. Or else I might fill it with food. So today I go to God instead of the food. And it's an everyday process. And that action has to be done every day. I can't skip the day. I'm, a cru I'm crucial. I'm a critical, critical food addict. I can't stop it. It has to be done with him. Because I have an obsession of the mind and an allergy of the body. And I have to take care of it for my fellow man so I can pass that message to him. With that, I'll pass. And I thank you. Thank you, Angela D. Who would like to share on this paragraph? Tracy A. Hi, Kathy. So, can I be put forth on the list, please? Okay. Tracy A. Um, Charles, I heard you want to be fourth. Mm -hmm. And who is in between Tracy and Charles? Paula D. Paula D. And somebody else? And Pastor O. Okay, let's. Stop there, then. So we'll have Tracy A., Paula D., Vasa O., and Charles H. Please go ahead, Tracy A. 
Hi, this is Tracy A. from Ottawa, Canada. I'm a re- uh, recovering compulsive overeater. Um, it's my first time sharing, so I'm a little nervous. Um, so uh, I guess I want to share as an atheist. Uh, we tend to have a lot more atheists in the program, I think, in Canada, or that's my experience. Uh, so when people come in, um, this type of paragraph is uh, is difficult. Um, but I can say that uh, I do try to turn my will and my life over to the care of my higher power uh, as I understand it. Um, It doesn't have a defined outline, and I'm learning to uh, just let go of that and also to uh, open my ears uh, to people who have a different understanding of a higher power from me, and I actually learn a lot from them. and uh, this morning I actually sat down and uh, read some of this and uh, made a plan for t- today, uh, listening to my higher power, which is mainly my uh, my sixth sense, which is my uh, uh, my gut instinct. And um, I didn't like what I <laughs> what I heard, uh, but I'm going to try to follow it to the best of my ability today, so that I have a peaceful day and the food is put in its place. Uh, thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Tracy A. Paula D., please go ahead. And thank you, and thank you for your service today. And this would be Paula D., and I am a compulsive reader recovered today by and with the grace of God. While this is quite the the uh, paragraph here, it makes your head spin, doesn't it? Much has already been said that it has about receiving strength. I was given strength, inspiration, direction from him who has all knowledge and power. And I'm reading these words, and I know finally, I thought it was me. I thought it was me that had all knowledge. And if I didn't have enough, well, I would go into another book. I would follow another leader. And then I realized it was always on my own direction and my own power. Honey, I couldn't do it. And then came the surrender. If we have carefully, that's when I became careful, carefully follow directions. This time, all the directions, not some, not the ones they liked, all the directions. We have begun. I love that word. Honey, even at my, I'm not, oh, excuse me about the honeys, but even at this age, and I'm not going to mention the age, by the way, we don't have to do that. It's still a beginning every single day to sense the flow, to wake up knowing the flow of his spirit into us. You know, on the page before, we say we have entered the world of the spirit. Even more. And here I'd like to say, to some extent, we have become God conscious. I've become conscious of something outside of me that can direct me, and I can draw strength and inspiration from. And then it ends with, we have begun again to develop this vital, you can't do without it. I had my senses. I thought they were enough. I mean, I could feel, I could taste, I could touch, I could hear, I could see. There you go. Isn't that enough? Not with this disease, it wasn't. I had every one of them. It wasn't enough. 
it's begun to develop this vital sixth sense that is way beyond me. I don't question anymore. I follow. But we must go further, and that means more action. I'm loving it. I'm loving the action. I'm loving the living. Thank you for allowing me to share. With that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula D. And Vasa O, please go ahead. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Kathy, for your service. And I'm Vasa O, Recover Compulsive Overeater, calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And I'm grateful to be here with all of you. Uh, and when I came to the program at the beginning, I was agnostic or agnostic or more to the atheist. Coming from a communist country, I had really difficult times surrounding to a power, to a higher power greater than myself, because in the communist countries we were thought there was no God, you know, and a lot of people were prosecuted. Uh, in those days that, you know, it turned from socialism to communism. If they went to church, teachers, or they had good jobs, they were were fired, um, whatever, put in jail. So uh, coming to the program, I said to myself, I I was ready and willing because I didn't want to die from this disease. And I remember my sponsor said, Vasa, you need to find a power greater than yourself. Otherwise, you know, we're going to die with this disease. It's just going to kill us because I did do it. I did, you know, everything by my own power, by my own strength, and it was not working. So I'm grateful I came with the, in the big book. And it said, follow directions. And I was so desperate in those days. I said, I don't care who I surrender to God, someone else, but I don't want to die again. And I did step one, two, and three all at once. I can't, he can, and I will let him. And looking at myself, for me, it's every day through the 12 steps, through one and 12, and I go through the day. It's it's an action. This is an action program. I haven't stopped this. I've been doing this for 30 years. And this is the only thing has worked for me. I go to God. I started going to God with the food at the beginning. And then I started trusting and relying on God. How I could, He was getting me through each day, each meal, with putting nothing in my mouth except my meals. And I started going to God with everything in my life, gradually, trusting and relying on God with everything in my life. And I'm just so grateful. This is the best thing that has happened to me in my life. I have peace. I have joy. Where I had anxieties, fears, worries, uh, resentments, and I've been able to go through the steps. And, you know, something crops up today, I know where to go. Step 10, 11, and 12. Thank you for letting me share. And I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. And Charles H., please go ahead. Hi, good morning, Kathy. Hey, could you jump one person in front of me because I'm still on the bus? Okay. Uh, who else would like to share on this paragraph? Larry. Okay, Larry. And did I hear someone else? Okay, Larry, go ahead. Sally. Oh, Sally. Okay, Sally. 
Sorry. Okay, Larry K. and then Sally A. Go ahead, Larry K. Thanks, Kathy. I appreciate your service. Larry Kay, uh, recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. So uh, here it, you know, it talks about, um, you know, the fact that uh, that you know we're going to begin to receive strength, inspiration, and direction for, you know, from Him who has all knowledge and power, you know, and it and it, it gives us a uh, a contingency, a contingency there if we have carefully followed directions. And, um, you know, for me, um, I have to tell you that, that early in program, I, I did not carefully follow directions. Um, it was as though I was weaving in and out of traffic, you know, uh, just kind of, I mean, the craziness of, of it all. I followed what directions. It was like a salad bar approach. I'll, I'll have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. No, that never. I'm not, I'm not touching that. Um, and, uh, and you know what I got? I got nothing. <laughs> I got, I got diet. I did get some group support and I had with that temporary sobriety, which, you know, was dim- diminished over time, that temporary sobriety that I had. But if we, if we carefully follow directions, we'll begin to, you know, we have our five, you know, primary senses and those appeal greatly to me, you know, as someone who, it's steeped, steeped in science, and um, you know, I I I, uh, I believe in, in in you know the the validation of, of scientific principles and so forth. But I can tell you that a sixth sense for me um, is something beyond you know something that's not provable, you know, in any tangible sense. But nonetheless, once I, this much is true, once I followed the directions precisely as laid out in the big book, I began to feel that flow of, of God's presence in my life. And my life, you know, and, and what I would call it is that I, I began to become aligned with God's will. And it was no longer my will, you know, it was God's will. And so my life began to work out better and I began to I mean, the food, the neutrality around the food, yes, that happened for me. But so too did, you know, anxiety um, that was removed. You know, so too the relationships got better, all those things. So now the questions, when I wake up in the morning, the questions that I ask of myself is, I mean, it just becomes second nature. It's like a sixth sense. You know, God, how can I serve thee? What can I do to, what can I, who can I help today? You know, thy will, not mine, be done. And, and all that self-will, all the time that I spent thinking about self, you know, that's, that's left me. For the most part, it's left me. I don't think about self all day long. It's exhausting to think about self all day long. And then it takes more action. This program is, is, is a program of action. We have to do this every day. That's why we're on the line. I don't come on this line every day. Uh, because I have nothing better to do. <laughs> you know, I come on this line because I need to be a part of this fellowship and I need to contribute and carry a message. And uh, that keeps me that keeps me sane. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. Uh, Charles H., are you ready to share? So I am Kathy Kay. Good morning. Thank you for your service. My name is Charles Azel, recovered visionary, calling from Yonkers, New York. And I, um, man, it's been, you know, it's so good. Uh, 
I want to drill down where it says we have begun to develop this vital sixth sense. You know, carefully follow directions. We have begun. You know what? Like, it, it, I, I got to tie this in. Um, when Ebby and Bill Story said on page 12, why don't you, one of the, the greatest 12-step questions in the world, why don't you choose your own conception of God? You know, it doesn't matter what conception. You know, I, I could identify in before program that I choose a gang of donuts. Then I said a group of dopes, a group of drunks, a group on deck. You know, it, it, it evolved. And I love what page 46 says. It doesn't matter how, what, what your faith is. As long as it's grounded in a power greater than myself. Um, you know, yesterday I shared on the line that I was four for four from the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four is those four defects that I need to watch for. When they crop up, I need to handle them. And, 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 then, and then when I handle it, follow directions of the book. Everybody say, read the book, follow directions, then look for somebody else. I shared it with my sponsors, my sponsor. I shared it with people on the line. You know, people call me, people text me. And the good news is, you know what? I need to continue because my mother and my wife, very, very, um, they don't have a program. But I got a program how to deal with them. Very dis. Disappointed, dissatisfied, you know, um, I shot a video and I came home late and I was dishonest about it because I know my wife don't like that. But you know what? I don't have to be a doormat to it. You're going to like the benefits of it, right? You know, um, but I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that sixth sense, that intuition, that intuition every day that I need to continue. Vision for you ain't going to do nothing for me. I don't care if you got the greatest sponsor. I don't care if Bill W. came back from the dead. He ain't going to keep you recovered. But guess what? Me carrying this message to somebody else is going to give me as much immunity as I can. As long as I'm grounded in a power greater than myself. Charles H., you are not that power. Charles H., if you continue this work on a daily basis, you will continue to have access to that power. Holy cow. The Fantastic Four continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, fear, and resentment. Every other feeling in the world is is under that umbrella. It's under that umbrella, and I need to. And, and, and if I continue, excuse me, if I continue, um, I will have that vital sixth sense every single day. It will always materialize if I work for them. If I work for them, and with that. And before I pass, there's more action. There's more action. I said there's more action. And with that, I pass. Thanks for allowing me to share. Thank you, Charles H. And Sally A., please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning, Efficient. For you, it's Sally A. in South Jersey, a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, again, this is a very action-packed paragraph here, and I want to first speak to the sentence, if we have carefully followed directions, we have begun. And um, I'm looking at page 20, another sentence that speaks to this in very powerful words. On page 20 at the top of the page, about 10 lines down, it says, if you are an alcoholic who wants to get over it, so if you're a food addict like me and you want to get over it, you may already be asking, what do I have to do? 
It is the purpose of this book to answer such questions specifically. That's the kind of directions that they're asking us to follow, specific directions. And so when you go to your sponsor, when you ask for a guide, be sure to be listening because she's going to give you, he or she are going to give you specific directions. And they're going to come from this book. This book is, for me, has been uh, like a a master's or or doctorate level degree textbook that taught me who I am, what's wrong with me, what I have, and it taught me the way of escape. It taught me how to get out of the quicksand. Stand still, Sally, because you can't pull yourself out of quicksand. Just wait for the stick and then hold on and follow directions specific directions. The paragraph we're reading this morning goes on to say we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we have, be- we have become God conscious. We have begun. Again, the second time they're saying we have begun. We've just begun. Because honestly, I've got three years here of abstinence and recovery, and I feel like I'm still making a beginning here. I'm still learning about myself. I'm, I mean, I spent so many years pickled It's taking some time for me to get not only unpickled, but to learn. I've made a beginning. So we've begun to develop this vital sixth sense. And I want to bring you finally to page 56 at the bottom of the page. Come up a few sentences at the bottom of page 56 where it says infinite power and love. He has stepped from from bridge to shore. Let me back up a little more. He stood in the presence of infinite power and love. He has stepped from bridge to shore. For the first time, he lived in conscious companionship with his creator. I I love that it says we stepped from bridge to shore. It's not a leap of faith, folks. That's my experience. It's like picture yourself in the middle of a Monet painting and the the beautiful lily pods are on the lake and you're on on that um, that little bridge. But the bridge, my God, picked up the bridge and brought it to the edge of the shore. And I don't have to leap to the shore. I just take a tiny step onto the shore. And that's my level of believing that I, that I get unblocked. And that's what this is all about. And we're, we're about to embark on step 11 and, and the, the precious opportunity of prayer. And that's where I am today, learning to live in the pause and the opportunity of prayer. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Sally A. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? Reva uh, P. Ronnie. Ronnie. Reva P. Al- uh, I've gotten Reva P. and Sarah W. Who else? Ronnie. Ronnie, 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 Kim. Ronnie, 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 Kathy, you didn't hear Sarah W. Oh, okay, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, I have Alice and Do, and then there was someone else. 
Deborah R. Boy, Deborah R. Deborah R. One more. Rachel. Rachel W. Okay, let's stop there. Um, So we have, I have, please correct me if I'm wrong, Reva P., Ronnie, and I didn't get your last initial, uh, Kim G., Leah M., Alice, Du, Deborah R., and Rachel W. Okay, Reva, please go ahead. Good morning. This is Reva P. from Toronto, a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater. I am so grateful for this meeting and for the ability to go through these instructions and big book um, in detail, which I've never done throughout many, many years of program. So what strikes me here is that the words we have begun is written twice. And you know, I'm just thinking, we just finished talking about step 10 and the step 10 promises. And for somebody like me who wants a quick fix, the quick diet, the quick recipe, the quick plan, just give me the quick fix and let me move on with my life. You know, I've already finished here step 10, and it's telling me I've just begun. Um, And I just find that fascinating to pay attention to that and that I must and again, there are you know, quite a few musts in this book, but I must go further. So if I just work steps 1 to 10, even that is not going to keep me um, recovered, and I will be a dry drunk. Um, so just like the physical abstinence is not enough, even steps 1 to 10, um, I just find this fascinating, um, is not enough. I need to move on. And we're going to soon in the next paragraph go on to step 11. Um, so um, I think that's what I wanted to share. Also, I wanted to say um, today I have a work meeting that brings up fear, and I have a medical test that often brings up fear. Um, and this is a great reminder that I get strength and power, which I had none before this program, inspiration. Um, direction, you know, what do I need to say? What do I need to do at this work meeting? Well, maybe I know it now and maybe I don't, but I will get that inspiration and sixth sense in the moment. Um, So that's a great reminder for me for today. And I just so appreciate everybody on this line and the sharing and the focus on the big book and the instructions. It It has rejuvenated my program and I am incredibly grateful that's all I have to share, and I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Reva P. And Ronnie, uh, can you give us your last initial, and please go ahead. Sure. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is Ronnie P. in Pennsylvania, <clears throat> a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, what this, what these, <coughs> excuse me, what these readings remind me of is that, um, you know, we're each tasked with finding our own God our own personal relationship with God, our own, which means that if there's, I don't know, 8 billion people on the planet, that there's 8 billion different relationships with God. And um, that is such a relief. Like, it's just such a relief to think that um, there isn't some way, some um, God-instructed way that is out there that I have to go find and see which one works for me and um and therefore I won't be out of sync with the rest of the world 
you know, so much of my searching in the past for God was like, well, how will I not be out of sync with the rest of the world and with what's right and with what's moral and with who God is? Um, Thank God (laughs) I don't have to do that. I can hold still, and through prayer and meditation, I get my own really personal, wonderful, and perfect instruction from the God of my understanding. And my understanding changes with each, you know, each interaction or each manifestation of God. So it's it's ever evolving. It's always alive. It's always growing. And so, and mine doesn't have to be right for someone else's. And more importantly, theirs doesn't have to be right for me. So I'm not constantly comparing their God with my God. Uh, and that's a relief because it means I'm not responsible for them. I don't have the burden of trying to fix them, change them, um, or give them the answers. In other words, I don't have to be their God. And they don't have to be mine. So I don't need to look to the world for how to be. I can just hold still and listen, work these steps, and um, thank goodness for this program. Um, Work these steps, and I get to a place of peace and calm. And um, what I find, too, is that, you know, in the past, the old ideas of God would be, well, if I don't adapt to this God or that God, you know, will I be isolated from the world? Will I be alone? Um, The more I practice these principles, the the less alone I am because the less of a jerk I am so that I'm not telling people what to do or how to do it. Even if I'm coming from the best of intentions, I'm not doing I, I don't. I don't have to do it. I mean, I still do it sometimes for sure, but I've got the realization these days. And when I see it, I can, I can just reel it back in and I can give it to God and ask God to reel it in for me. And um, that to me has been just the, the linchpin for my whole program. And it's changed everything in my life. I don't know what that was. Yeah, um, I don't know either. Oh, okay, sorry. And um, so I, it's it's changed everything. And, and for, for newcomers on the line, I, I would just want to say that the beauty of this program is that, you know, we certainly find fellowship among each other, And but it it helps us be in the world. And, and it has improved every area of my life. It's got such practical, real-world application in everything. And uh, I'm just so grateful. So uh, thanks for your service, and I pass. Thank you, Ronnie P. Kim G., please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. And I'm going to dig on that word that a lot of people are digging into. It says, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit, his spirit into us. And, you know, so many times when we step, it just kind of scan through. We're always told we're at a beginning, and then the next step is more action, which is what we're being told here. So... On page 19, when we're in step one, we're being told that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. You know, on page 46, when we're in step um, two, it says this, uh, what we have is sufficient to make an approach, so that's the beginning. On page 63, when we're in step three, it's telling us this is only a beginning. You know, as we, as we finish up our step four on page 71, it says you've made a good beginning. And we're looking at our grosser handicaps. And as we finish up the the, uh, inventory process, going into step 10, it says we've entered the world of spirit, which is another beginning. And here we are on page 85 with the same idea. You know, we've begun to sense the flow. So this is really letting us know that that this is a growth process. 
And I think back to Bill's story where I had a ride. That's what I always wanted. I wanted to arrive and then chill out. And they're letting us know every time we have a marker in here in these steps, it's just the beginning, it's just the beginning, action and more action. You know, the one book that is mentioned in the big book is the book by William James, Variety of Spiritual Experiences. And that's the book that Ebby brought to Bill in the hospital when he worked those six tenants. And one of the things that really impressed Bill was that what are the characteristics of a spiritual experience was one, there was calamity, which I think we can all identify in with, and I don't think people come into a 12-step program because things are working well for them. And number two is that it's transitory. And if I don't keep working this, if I don't keep taking action, if I don't keep trying to recreate that spiritual experience, then I'm not going to keep it, which is why for me personally, working with others is so important because this book comes alive when I'm working with someone else. This book is, is wonderful, but alone, it doesn't have a lot of meaning for me. It's when I'm in it with others that the meaning comes alive and my spirit comes alive. So I like to think of it this way with steps 10, 11, and 12, because now this is where I'm going to live. In step 10, I'm going to have my daily contact with recovered people as I do my step 10. In step 11, I'm going to have daily contact with this power that I finally have access to in step 11. And in step 12, I'm going to have contact with the still suffering and in practicing my principle and all my affairs, I'm having contact with all of God's children. And if I continue to do that, then the spiritual experience will become permanent only by continuous action. If I stop, it will be transitory and it will leave us. So it's so essential for me personally to understand this is the beginning, but the next step is action and more action. And with that, I pass. Thank you very much, Kim G. Um, Leah M., please go ahead. Thanks so much, Kathy K. Hi, everybody. It's Leah M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. To some extent, we have become God conscious. Um, you know, and this is the whole point of the program, you know, and if there are any newcomers, I, I certainly want to welcome you and, uh, you know, that this thing is possible, you know, for anyone on the line, given that we follow directions. Um, you know, what is this God consciousness and really is it that important? Well, you know, on page 51 uh, on the top paragraph, you know, it says, when many hundreds of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important factor of their lives. They present a powerful reason why one should have faith. So, you know, when I came here, I don't know about your disease, but when I came here, you know, I believed that food and weight were my problem. I did not realize I had a spiritual illness, a spiritual malady. Um, the program of recovery, you know, educated me, guided me, my disease pummeled me to realize that food and weight were not my problem. Food and weight were symptoms of a greater problem. And the 12 steps um, are the heart of what OA is all about. You know, we have meetings, we have wonderful opportunities to get together like this morning on the line, we have sponsors, we have conventions, we have retreats, we have all kinds of activities that are going on in Overeaters Anonymous that constitute the atmosphere of Overeaters Anonymous and the environment in Overeaters Anonymous. But in that environment, the whole purpose of us getting together every morning is to cause each one of us to implement the 12 steps individually. 
and to have this relationship and to become God conscious. That is the whole point. That's what OA is. This process of 12 steps that causes each one of us to work the 12 steps individually so that we can all have a spiritual awakening. You're not going to have my spiritual spiritual awakening. I'm not going to have your spiritual awakening. We each have the dignity of having our own spiritual awakening, our own unique relationship with our own power uh, as we understand that power. But there's not a spiritual part of this program. It is a spiritual program. That is the whole point, (laughs) is a spiritual program. Because if you are powerless over food and you're tired of living that unmanageable life, we have a recovery process that worked for me, worked for many on this line, and will work for you too. And because of that recovery process, sanity will return. Your problem with food will be removed. You will be given willpower that you will begin to properly use because it will be aligned with principles. You'll be given a sixth sense we just read beyond the five senses that you used to being dominated by. And you'll be given the grace to maintain a fit spiritual condition as long as you continue to live in 10, 11, and 12, which you'll hear more about. But I just, you know, let it be a message of hope. You hear a lot of words on this, you know, in this morning meeting, a lot of different voices, a lot of ways of explaining it. But let it be music to your ears that if it has worked for us, it can work for you too. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, Leah M. And Alice, please go ahead. Good morning. This is Alice, a recovered compulsive overeater and bulimics from Naples, Florida. And um, I, too, look at this paragraph as a secular person, seeing, you know, how is it that, how is it that I can make meaning out of this paragraph? Because that's what, it's, that's what I need to do, is to, to draw meaning from each of these paragraphs, especially the ones that are difficult for me with the, with the, um, the language of religion. So I look at it, and... Uh, much has already been said about starting there. Um, for me, very simply, I see, um, you know, much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and directions from sources outside of myself. That's all it means. You know, for, that's all it means for me. Him who has all knowledge of power, for me, um, I, you know, I have outside sources, specifically those who have gone before me um, and are now living in recovery. And for me, that means... Um, that they are entirely abstinent and practicing the principles behind the 12 steps in their daily lives. Because I don't, they don't have all, these people and nobody in my life in my recovery program has all power and knowledge. They just have experience that they share with me. And to me, that is golden. So moving on, you know, if I have carefully followed directions, I have begun to sense the flow of a transformation in the way I'm living my life. And I've, I've written this down kind of, translated it this morning as the meeting's going on. And then to some extent, I have begun to develop, for me, an inner strength. Some call this a higher self. Just call it an inner strength. And an intuition on how to rely on that strength. And the strength I receive from those other sources, um, people in this program, uh, the principles behind the steps, and um, religious and spiritual leaders, too, that I respect. Uh, and people in history. You know, I have a I have a strong connection, a feeling um, with Harriet Tubman, you know, the, from the slavery period. You know, just I'm just amazed with the strength and courage she had. And, and I draw I draw on her. And um, I think a cool thing is that that's my middle name, Harriet. When I'm feeling um, 
afraid at times or not courageous, I actually visualize her and and um and it helps me. I draw strength from that. So um so anyway, I you know, I have begun and you know, we have begun to develop this vital sixth sense. And for me simply I have begun to recover in mind, body and spirit. Um and 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 that's it, you know, and then I must go further, you know, and that means more action, daily action to to maintain this. So um I'm just I really I really am I'm in a great place right now again. I I mean I feel grounded again, back on the beam, um, spiritually mentally, physically. And uh, this weekend is kind of a milestone for me. It was a a year ago that I relapsed with the binging and vomiting over Memorial Day weekend. And, um, and I haven't engaged in those behaviors in, in, um, in over in a year now. And it's because of um, following the directions and leaning on, you know, my strength of my inner self and the strength of all of you out there. Thank you all so much who are in recovery and sharing your examples, sharing sharing your experiences. That's what it's all about for me, this program. I pass. Thank you, Alice. Can you give us your last initial, please? I saw yes, it's Alice M as in Mary. Thank you very much, Alice M. And do oh please go ahead. Good morning. This is Du L, Recover Compulsible Reader from New York. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, what I see here is um, it says here that we're going to receive strength, inspiration, direction, and knowledge from from and power from Him, uh, who is the Spirit, and who brings us into this God consciousness or into the sixth sense. And and some some people might be thinking, well. How do I get this? You know, uh, how come it says it, it, it begins here uh, when I started in step two to make that conscious contact with God? Well, it, it's, it's relatively saying we begun, but we actually started on step two. We're just developing that sixth sense. And at this point in time in step 10, we're doing it in a more profound way. Okay, so let's not let's not misunderstand that passage and think that we're starting to get connected with God at this step. No, we started that way before on step two. And we did a lot of work on that. Now, according to the sixth sense, how do I know that I am hearing God, that I am getting this inspiration with God? Um, There are three voices that that I, I look at. I look at God's voice. I look at my voice, and I look at the disease voice. So how do I determine if I am connecting with God? How do I determine if it's God's voice, my voice, or the disease's voice? Well, God's voice is a gentle, gracious, loving voice, even in correction. You know, it makes us encourage. It's loving. It helps me to connect with God. It helps me to connect with others. It helps me to connect with myself. And it also helps me to be loving, joyful, peaceful, patient, kindness, goodness, faithful. It helps me to be gentle and it helps me to be in self-control. So that's God's voice. My voice is a super ego. What I should do, what I shouldn't do. Um, I'm angry. I'm fearful. I'm resentful. I'm into selfishness. That's my voice. Um, the, the shoulds. Uh, should do this, should not do this. Um, uh, 
keep on shitting, right? So, and, and then the disease voice is like a thief. It comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It's the lies that break me down, and it's divisive. And it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to want me to go back to the food. It's going to want me to go back to the disease. And it's going to be obsessive, and it's going to be compulsive. So, you know, in determining this, I need to get connected with God. And so this step is, is telling me we're going we're gonna to improve on that relationship with God. And this is the how. And we're going to show you exactly how to do that. And so I, I'm, I'm just going to stop there because it's going to go more into it uh, when we get into step 11. But it's just the gist that we, we've begun in step two. We're developing over time, and now we've gotten here, and we're going to improve on our conscious contact with God. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Duel. Um, we have about only time for one more share, so I'm going to ask Rachel W. if you can wait till after we close the meeting and come back. I'm sorry about that. And Deborah R., you'll be our last share. Press star one, Deborah. Thank you for the reminder, uh, Kathy Kay, and thank you for your service. This is Deborah R., uh, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I look at this, and I, for me, stuck out was to sense the flow um, of the spirit into us. Uh, to some extent, we have become God conscious, and I looked it up in the big book dictionary and concordance and it reminds me of on page 13 um, I can find it there as well as page 567 568 about God consciousness and its definition is having an awareness and a knowledge or a feeling and or understanding of or in God and that they emphasize in the AA program as we understand him um, and I went back to page 13, and it has a, um, oops, my mark go, get there, the, um, which really, when I first came in, um, I could understand this on page 13 about uh, uh, toward the bottom, next to the bottom paragraph. I was to test my thinking by the new God consciousness, um, common sense, or the new God consciousness within common sense would become uncommon sense. I was to sit quietly when in doubt, asking only for direction and strength to meet my problems as he would have me be. And I was never to pray for myself except as my request for, for use, my usefulness to others. So that in 13, I'm still kind of not sure about the higher power, what I want to call it, um, what it meant to me, but over the 30 years in program, it definitely, I'm comfortable with the word God, but I also like to use higher power a lot because everybody's in a different space and God, you know, we could call it a rose or we could call it a lilac. I mean, it's just a word. It's more of a feeling. And then on page 568, it talks about um, our religious members call it God consciousness. And what they're talking about in the part of that paragraph is most of us think that the awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essential essence of a spiritual experience. And 
to me, that's what the paragraph in 85, um, that sense of flow of that power greater than myself is within me, um, whatever one calls it, and that to some extent we've begun, um, to some extent we have become God conscious. We just have been aware that it's not me. I am so grateful that um, it is a natural response when people, oh, you've kept it off for so long or you've been around, you know, and you're doing so well. I said, it's not me. It's not me. It's my higher power. And yes, I have to cooperate. I have to be willing to choose what I do to keep my spiritual fitness and grow it. But it's not me. I give credit to that essence, whatever you want to call it. And I am so grateful for that. And um, hearing some um, challenging news from my son last night, the first thing I did after we talked was to get down and um, pray. It was just the next right thing to do, and I knew it, and I visualized a good result, a good surgery, and I am very grateful that I do choose to rely on a power greater than myself. Thank you very much, and I pass. Thank you, uh, Deborah R. It is now time to close our meeting. I want to thank everyone who has shared and listened. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Deborah R., can you read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, I can. Um, Pardon me, I didn't turn there. The book, our book, is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that our relation, your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of the past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.